What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Can you help? Can you help? Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. <laughs> There's no Taylor Tomlinson. That's so weird. Know, dude, it's so weird. Okay, I feel like I have to be really honest right now because I'm not going to be able to hide it. Um, <laughs> I, I accidentally got high about an hour ago. Delaney! Um, <laughs> telling Emma before you recorded, and I just took a fat nap to try to sleep it off a little bit. <laughs> But I realized, like, looking at myself in this video right now, there's no way. And I'm feeling – anyway, I just need to put it out there. I, I, I grabbed the wrong thing. There's a couple things that I like oh. to take. One is just CBD. One is CBD with a little extra something. I thought I was taking the just CBD for because I felt a little headache coming on. Yeah. Turns out I took a different one. Wow. kick to it. And so I'm sorry, everybody. I'm accidentally high. And I felt like I had to come clean because I was going to try my best to get through the episode. <laughs> I just don't know. Ooh. I just don't. I'm going to, it's going to come up at some point. I might as well just do it now. I, I needed to hear that today. <laughs> Thank you for that laugh. I love how you just tried to fix a headache and now you're just on a roller coaster. <laughs> like people are gonna know once I start reading some bullet points. So I just Oh God. I'm well, sorry. I'm have you ever sorry. been high on the podcast before? I mean, what I think one time we did it years ago. Okay. Right? But no, Me. I try to not I uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this will be fun. Me. Well, this will be real fun. Oh, Some might say this is how I'm coping with Taylor's absence. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Real big, real big anyway. weed problem now. <laughs> Kels, do we have a quotable of the episode? <laughs> okay. We sure do. 
Um, this is, this is a great quote. Uh, in anxious moments, I try to keep in mind that just like the good moments, this won't last forever. And that was said by Dax Shepard and it was submitted by our helpster, Allison. So thank you mm. for that quote, Allison. That's a great one. And, uh, if you want to be able to submit quotes for the show and help us pick episode topics, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash self helpless. Um, maybe you can apply this quote to how you're feeling right now, Del, that in this, in this high and anxious moment you're in. This too shall shall pass. (laughs) Oh my gosh, twins. No. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, Allison. It was a lovely, lovely gesture. Okay, everybody. Are you ready for this? This is, we're talking about introversion and extroversion. I think this has come up a lot, just kind of sprinkled in the podcast the last few months. And so Mm -hmm. just wanted to dedicate a whole episode to kind of breaking it down. And to be honest, I had very kind of basic surfacey knowledge of what this shit even meant. And Mm so um, I kind of dug into some some myths, some myth busting facts and some other kind of surprising things about introversion and extroversion. So we before we kind of get into the basics, obviously introverts are usually seen as, you know, shy, quiet, more reserved. Extroverts are usually seen as more outgoing and and talkative and all that stuff. But before we get into that stuff, um, first of all, Kelsey, let me ask you, do you (laughs) think you're an introvert or an extrovert? Or there's something I didn't even know existed, which is an ambivert, which is kind of a mix of both. Yeah, you've been throwing that word around um, since the episode started. And I realized I've never heard that before. And I'm wondering if maybe I fall more into the ambivert category, but I I guess we'll know more by the end of the episode where I think I fall uh, because it's so situational for me. Mm. Like I think people look at me and go, oh, well, you're a stand-up comedian, you're a performer, you must be an extrovert. But um, if I'm around certain people, especially if it's people I don't know that well, I can become very, very introverted and feel very drained if I'm around people for too long that I'm not comfortable with. Yes. Yeah. So I think you just described being an ambivert. Basically (laughs) it depends. It can be situational. Um, It might be hard for friends to tell you they think you're one way or the other. You kind of fall in the middle. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's so weird. I think I used to think I was an extrovert several years ago. I really thought Mm -hmm. like, I liked going to parties. I like going to share stories with people and mingle and all that shit. Yeah. And now I feel like I'm way on the other end. I feel like I'm way more introverted now than I ever was. And yeah. the thought of going to a party to tell a story, just I'm already exhausted thinking of that as just an idea. That's just not the last thing on the list of things I want to do ever. Yeah. Um, but I also think you know, being a performer for six and a half years, I think that kind of, you know, shaped how I, how I feel now or how I am now. I feel like once you, I don't know, once you like get paid to talk in front of people, for me, that started to be like the last thing I wanted to do in my free time was talk in front of people or, sure. or just in groups and stuff. I don't know if you felt, feel that way, Kels. Like, if, did you feel a difference before you started doing stand-up versus now that you're a decade in, basically? For me, it's always been about who is around me. So before I started doing stand-up and still now that I do stand-up for a living, I if I'm around my best friends, I am very much like 
I, I still want to make them laugh. I will right. still be very extroverted and very goofy around them. But if, I, if I'm around people that I don't know that well, um, I'm not – I've been told many times that if it's somebody I'm meeting for the first time and I'm just not on, quote-unquote, and then they find out I'm a comedian, they're like, oh, my God, I, I wouldn't have known because I'm not out, like, tap dancing around right. for people that I'm just meeting. Um, but it's – and it's something I'm curious about that – I'm not sure we'll cover this episode, but maybe you know something about it. The difference between your personality in terms of an introvert, extro, introvert or extrovert versus your activity preference. Because when I think of you, Del, I think of that your activity preference is to stay home. Like you, your <laughs> ideal, your ideal night is not yeah. going out. Right. But I don't think of your personality as introverted. I picture when you're in a group of people, you've got such a big personality. You've got so much great energy. So do you see what I mean? Where Yeah, it's interesting. It's almost like within each category, you can fall into different branches. Right. Well, what you, what you just said, I, I resonate with in the sense that I feel pretty extroverted around like my closest friends, my family, whatever. And then when it gets into larger groups, um, I really take a step back. I mean, I not only am not talkative, I, people can see me as quite shy. Um, yeah. so it's really weird being on both ends of that spectrum, depending on who you're around. So I definitely, uh, I've definitely experienced that. And I know that this is going to probably be a completely different episode topic at some point, but I also really notice, especially this past year, I just think by like removing, you know, distractions were removed a lot this past year, obviously. Mm-hmm. I really noticed that I, I tend to really absorb other people's energy, whether I, I'm not trying to, but like, you know, being around certain people or certain situations really like affect me almost immediately. Um, so I don't know if you, if you're like this, but even if somebody's telling me a story about something that may have happened to a family member or a friend or something, my brain just automatically pictures it happening and yeah. all the different, right. All the different situations yeah. where that's affecting the person and the people around them without having to, I'm not trying to do this shit. You know, I was like, is that, <laughs> what is yeah. that more like people saying that you're an empath or something um, instead of like introversion? You know what I mean? Like oh, where, what is, sure. where does that lie with that? Because um, I, you know, I talked to Kim about this stuff and he, it does not experience that at all. Yeah. Like, doesn't it, like he can hear a story about something crazy happening or whatever. And I'll feel like, it will take the knock the wind out of me Same. after hearing about it. And for Cam, it's like, oh, no. it's like somebody just asked me if I wanted a cup of coffee. That was pretty, you know, like, right. So I don't know. That's a, that's something too that I would love to dig into at some point is like the idea of what an empath is, what the, like, are we all yeah. that to some extent? And does that play a role with introversion or extroversion in, in some way as well? Um, but, uh, just a couple interesting facts around this before we give into some other stuff. Um, an unusually high percentage of gifted children are introverts. There are traits of highly intelligent individuals that overlap with introversion, such as sensitivity and social interactions, independence of thought, and the ability to work alone for hours. You know, things like, 
you know, we've discussed, you know, school on, on this podcast before, but school can be noisy, boring, overstimulating environment um, for an introvert. So often that personality type is not really thriving or welcome in the classroom a lot. Um, they would rather work alone. Some teachers yeah. might kind of think they're, you know, acting out or not participating and stuff like that. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And I actually have um, experience with being in a conventional school setting and an unconventional school setting. So right. up until high school, you know, I was in a conventional classroom and then I would, I did independent study for most of high school. And I realized that being, going to school and being around for like a seven or eight hour school day versus getting my homework done in two hours was a very huge, yeah. you know, difference to experience. Yeah. And I remember getting a bit, you know, of course everybody does, but feeling really drained in school, yeah. um, sometimes bored, just not just zombie like, and right. how that really felt different when I was doing independent study, because I was the one in control, I could kind of control how fast I would get things done and stuff like right. that. So I think it's interesting because um, I definitely preferred that. I would rather do all of my schoolwork alone and then go right. do stuff, do fun stuff outside of school. Um, I mean, I would argue yeah. that most students, um, extrovert or introvert, do feel zombie-like at some point in the day. And we've, we mentioned this on the teachers episode that um, studies have shown that at, at that age range, you're not as productive. Your brain is not functioning as well when you have to wake up at like seven in the morning yeah. and go to school till three, that that age range of people's brains work better to be able to sleep in. Yes. You know, like it is, I, I just remember having to get up that early for school and really like, especially if it was winter and it was dark outside, it felt like somebody was pulling me out of death. Like I was so exhausted. And I just, I think a lot of other middle schoolers and high schoolers feel that way. Yeah. 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 I, it's interesting to see how uh, my siblings too, how they're doing in school now that everything is virtual versus what was going on oh, conventionally. Right. And all of their grades have gone up. I don't know if that means they're just cheating. Uh, uh, <laughs> <Googling> <laughs> the answers. Um, right. But especially like my little brother is really thriving in this setting wow. and was struggling in certain areas in a conventional school setting. And even oh. I, like when I was homeschooled, I finished high school three months early. I finished my work. And so oh. I remember like thinking, wow, that's just such so weird that I'm doing the same tasks as my friends mm -hmm. who are in school for seven hours every day. Right. And I'm doing them in, you know, a few hours, but I'm still right. doing the same activities as them when I meet up with them. Just a weird right. concept. Um, introverts and extroverts use different sides of their nervous systems. There are two sides to the nervous system, the sympathetic side and the parasympathetic side parasympathetic side. Uh, sympathetic side is full throttle, daring, inquisitive, parasympathetic. Oh my God. Say that five times fast. The say that five times fast when you're high. Is oh God, I keep forgetting I'm high and then I'll realize it and then I'll try to hide it. And then I realize I can't. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the parasympathetic side, on the other hand, prefers rest, relaxation, and contemplation, which of course introverts favor the parasympathetic sympathetic side. So it's right. like you're actually engaged in different parts of your brain, depending on if you're introverted or extroverted. 
Um, introverts have more gray matter in the prefrontal cortex, which is part of the decision-making part of your brain. Um, and they often kind of look before they leap, so to speak. So they would rather observe before taking action. Mm -hmm. Um, and one third of us are introverts. Oh, okay. Only one third. I really thought it was maybe a more of a 50, 50 experience. Yeah. Same. And, um, yeah. Oh God, this is a weird one. Uh, introverts are less sensitive to facial expressions and human faces than extroverts are. This implies that some introverts can take or leave humans and don't need human interaction as much. <laughs> so wow. one of our most basic needs is the contact of others, obviously, but extroverts may need this more than introverts. So in a study, the brains of extroverts lit up far more when they saw human faces rather than a flower, but it seemed that the brain of introverts valued the human face and the flower equally. So one is kind of like, eh, <laughs> if I see a human today, who the fuck cares? <laughs> I'll catch him next week. Yeah. Um, so that's very interesting. And there are introverts who prefer to be around others. Uh, it's likely that these introverts choose to be around people who don't exhaust them or demand too much of them socially. And what is really required to enjoy time alone is just a rich inner world and imagination um, and the want to do things alone. And many introverts often have these traits, but not all of them. Mm. Another one, this is just this is just true. I guess introverts are less likely to be hospitalized due to an accident. Um, because that that they're not because <laughs> they're not Stevo. Right. Yeah. Right. And like they're less likely to be involved in criminal behavior and stuff like that and get arrested because yeah, when you want to go, you know, when you want to go home and read a book and have some tea, there's not much, you know, opportunity for, you know, a drunken public pissing yourself. You know what I mean? That's just going right. to be off the, off the docket for you. Right. Not so, a lot of introverts setting firecrackers off on their balls, you know? Yeah, exactly. More, more then, extrovert speed. <laughs> the last one, this is very interesting. Uh, biologists have found that animals also show introverted and extroverted traits. Really would it? I mean, I guess, you know, there might be a scared dog and one who's very friendly, but I, again, didn't really think about this as far as, you know, going Beyond that humans, makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in the animal kingdom, extroverted animals are more aggressive and get the most females. Extroverts were likely to be seen, but they were be oh they were seen as a leader of the pack. But these traits often called are often caused them to be killed by their own daring and aggression. And wow. introverted animals obviously had a different sort of advantage: self preservation by not drawing attention to themselves. So basically. Do you want to get the ladies or do you want to live? Okay, that's basically what we're all <laughs> trying. What a rough choice. Here. Which one? It's tough. By the way, all yeah. of that was from um oh god. I I'll, I will find a credit at the end because okay. I don't want to take credit for that. <laughs> Cows. Hey, I have an idea. <laughs> I hear there's some pretty wow. cool myth busting facts about this topic. Do you, if you have any? If you happen Did to you have some that? in your pocket. I, you know, it's funny you should ask. <laughs> oh man, you are so funny right now. Um, okay, so I have some myths about introversion and myths about extroversion. So, myth number one about introverts uh, is that they lack people skills. 
Introverts look to the inner world to gain a subjective understanding of how the world works. They prefer to focus on ideas, perspectives, facts, and inner realities before stepping outwards to play a part in their environment. Introversion does not imply a lack of social skills. In fact, sometimes introverts can excel socially because they naturally pause and reflect before speaking. This can be a real advantage in communication. Ah. Mm. Yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> I've shared this story on here before about the the TV um, executive that I met who I get I get so nervous around people in positions of power in, right. in comedy and she complimented my hair and I didn't know what to say. And so I way overthought it. Like I was almost to my detriment in that moment to be an introvert and pause for too long because I overthought <laughs> it. And when she was like, oh, your, your hair's so long. And I just stroked it. It was like, yeah, magical. <laughs> That's not a good look. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do think that there are a lot of other times that pausing before you speak is very advantageous. Uh, number two, Myth number two, introverts are shy. Both introverts and extroverts can be shy. There is zero correlation between introversion and shyness. Introversion is about having a sudden, I'm sorry, is about having a subjective inner world focus first, while extroversion is about having an objective outer world focus first. Mm. Both introverts and extroverts spend their time in their inner and outer worlds, but everyone prefers one world over the other. In a way, we're all ambiverts. The I or E preference in our personality type code only tells us which word we give the higher priority to. Okay. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because I would say like, you know, I obviously, like you mentioned earlier, if I had the choice to stay in or go out, I'm staying in nine times out of 10 times. You know, but there's still one out of 10 times that you're going to want to go out. One out of 10 times I'll go out where I have some friends who are complete opposite. Nine times mm-hmm. out of 10, they want to go out. And then what, you right. know, so yeah, I think that's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's a spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. Myth number four about introversion, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, myth number three, introverts dislike being around people. This myth is actually being perpetuated by many people who claim to be introverts. As one of my friends, Andrea said, introverts don't dislike being around people any more than a teenager dislikes spending their whole paycheck on Starbucks and Sephora. The thing is, it's just not as fun to shop when you're out of money to spend. It's in our best interest to spend it wisely. Uh Aha. Yes. So introverts don't inherently dislike socializing. They just need it in smaller doses. Exactly. And they need to plan it out. Uh-huh. Like I can't, I can't see a friend every night of the week. And there needs to be, at least for me, I think Taylor mentioned this too, that there needs to be some scheduled downtime between social interactions. Mm-hmm. Like I, I am able to see a couple friends in a day, but I, I do need to know that there's going to be a little bit of a break in between for me to gather myself and, you know, just reset a little bit. <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. I think that's why, you know, sometimes people who like traveling can be hard with a group of friends or something. Mm -hmm. If everybody is, you know, some people are introverted, some people extroverted, some people are kind of both. It's like some people might take that, you know, the needs for downtime is like, oh, they don't want to have fun with us or, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. No, I just need a nap because (laughs) the outside world is very exhausting for me. (laughs) Yes. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. 
There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And one of the more basic definitions um, that I've heard of introversion versus, versus extroversion is that introverts around certain people feel depleted, whereas extroverts can feel replenished. Yes. Like if you are to look at yourself as a battery, basically. Mm-hmm, exactly. And that's the thing. I can feel really energized around like one friend or very, very small group mm-hmm. and very depleted if it's a much larger group, even if it's people I know, actually, if it's too yeah. large of a group, I'm not going to be able to stay long because you're so will probably, right. They'll probably yeah. just think that I'm like bored or annoyed and I'll just be tired, you know? Yeah. Go well. <laughs> Even back when we used to be able to record at the studios um, before COVID, even though I was so comfortable around you and, and Tay and um, whichever producer was in the room, if, if we were recording multiple episodes, I would go pee in between episodes mm-hmm. and I just like, Oh, I loved that feeling so much of just being by myself for even 30 seconds to just kind of like take a breath, check in and then go back out there. But yeah, even just little breaks help a lot. Oh, dude, I I've literally turned down a job offer because it was too close to too many people. Like the location of my desk would be like very much on display, having to interact with a lot of people. So I stayed in a job where I was literally in the back of a little room where nobody could find me or see me. And that was where I was happy. Yeah. No, thanks. I I can't. I can't do it. That's so interesting. When I was a receptionist slash admin assistant for a company in Seattle for years, they, I think people look at the receptionist as they are the social butterfly of the office and they're the person that you can just go take a break from your work with to socialize with. Yeah. And, but the problem with that is that then you don't get to decide when you're being socialized with and not. Like you said, if, you, if your desk is surrounded by a lot of other people, you don't really have that control. People wouldn't just come up to you at any time. Right. And so I remember just kind of feeling like a wet cat sometimes because people, everybody else seemed to have control of that. They would do their own work and then they would want to come talk to me, but there'd be times where I just wanted to do my own work. And you could tell that people just wanted to come up and like hang out at the receptionist desk and like eat some candy. Cause I always had a bowl right. of candy there. Just like eat some candy, take a break. And I just sometimes I was like, oh God, like I just don't. I want to talk right now. I'm so tired right. and like, I don't feel like being social. So yeah, that, that position is, I think is best for extroverts for sure. Oh, anybody, if there's an introvert working in customer service, we just, our heart goes out to you. We understand. You. <laughs> That's a lot. It's a That's lot. a lot. Yes. Yes. Um, 
And myth number four, this is kind of what we just talked about. Introverts dislike people in general. Introverts are just as capable of human affection as extroverts are. Some people dislike other people, but that technically has nothing to do with being an introvert or extrovert. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. Uh, And myth number five about introversion, wanting to stay home and binge Netflix instead of going to a party makes you an introvert. Hmm. Um, Nope. That just means you like Netflix, which 90% of the U.S. population does. There are plenty of extroverts who would rather relax in their pajamas watching Stranger Things than go to a party. Mm. Um, so let's get into some myths about extroversion now. Number one, uh, extroverts lack depth. Extroversion literally means that an individual draws energy from interacting with the objective environment. This can mean interacting with people, objects, situations, activities, or experiences. There's absolutely no reason why extroverts would lack depth or have less depth than introverts. Gaining energy from interaction with the environment does not mean one is incapable of complex thought, seriousness, or emotionally profound feelings or experiences. Myth number two, extroverts feel a compulsion to talk incessantly. (laughs) That's funny because that is kind of how I picture extroverts, just somebody who just is on all the time and wants to dominate conversation. On the whole, extroverts tend to be more talkative than introverts, uh, although this is certainly not true across the board. However, they hardly feel a need to fill every bit of space with conversation. How extroverts gain their energy differ, differs from one to another as well. Some extroverts, ESTPs, gain energy from direct physical interaction with their environment. They would probably rather go rock climbing or play a sport than sit around talking. Other extroverts, ENTJs, are very task-oriented and would rather be accomplishing a goal than engage in ceaseless small talk. Some extroverts enjoy small talk as a pathway to deeper discussion, while others enjoy raw, intimate conversations that deep dive into the human experience. Hmm. Interesting. So what's interesting is like, if I, if I had the choice to do an activity on a weekend Mm -hmm. or something, I will choose to do something outside and like more active than I would to stay in. And so it's weird because I feel like that's maybe more of an extroverted activity, but I'm also doing it in an introverted way where I'm like, no, I would rather go on like a hike today than watch a movie inside or something. But like, yeah. I, I want to go like either by myself or with one person. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so it feels like an introverted activity, but kind of getting out there in, you know, I am out in the world, but I am also trying to be out in the world while protecting like my own energy with my little mini environment, you know. That I'm right. Trying, Your bubble. <laughs> my mm-hmm. bubble. Got to protect the Your bubble. bubble. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's the spectrum. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Myth number three, extroverts are confident and outgoing. Extroverts and introverts are both equally capable of being confident or outgoing. There is no lead. Well, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say sorry to our listeners. I, it's been it's been a day and I, <laughs> I know I'm stumbling on words. You're stumbling. Just, it is I'm what high. It is today, We're people. fucking losing it. We're losing <laughs> it. The show is crumbling. <laughs> it is what it is, people. I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> there is no link between extroversion and confidence or introversion and lack of confidence. In fact, clinical psychologist Linda Blair states, it, extroversion, has nothing to do with confidence. It has to do with pressure and arousal. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I have I have talked to my introverted friends before, and they often voice a lack of confidence. And sometimes yeah. feel like they op- they overcompensate with that by being more talkative and outgoing in social situations. Yeah. So, um, and I've also met people who are very, very quiet, 
And then, but they're very confident that, that quiet, that quiet confidence. Yeah. The big dick energy, you know, where mm-hmm. they're just in the corner and like, I bet they have something cool to say, but you know, <laughs> I'm not going to ask them because I'm also over here not talking. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I bet they have something cool in their pants. You went a different direction. Right. <laughs> Probably both. Uh, so we got all that information from Introvert Daily and Psychology Junkie. So thank you so much for those wonderful articles and, and information um, from yes. what we just discussed. All right. Let's get into some other stuff, shall we? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I cannot take you seriously. Hi. You're so-, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This was seriously an accident. I never, ever... Get I never do this when I gotta be in front of people or right. This is oh boy. Anyway. I'm sure I I'm sure our listeners are getting a little kick out of it. Oh, you guys, I hope I hope you know. Listen, I I love you, and I'm trying to I try to be professional, but sometimes I can't. <laughs> it feels like if you got off school early and you came home and mom's like already drunk on wine, and you're like, oh, I don't usually see it like this. I feel like our listeners are gonna be like. Oh. This is not oh the norm. Would you have been able to tell if I didn't tell you up top that like Delaney is a little, a little loopy right now? Honestly, I'm so loopy <laughs> and I'm dead sober that I maybe wouldn't have. You probably could have gotten a lot by me right now. We're slowly more. We, we can joke about how we're slowly morphing into the same person. Yeah. Just, just, I don't know how that happened. Just be one screen at some point. <laughs> Okay, anyway, uh, you guys, let's talk about the different types of introversion, shall we? Or different types of introvert. Social introversion keeps keeps some introverts home. Thinking introversion refers to individuals who are pensive and self-reflective, but not all introverts are alike. So the signs that you are an introvert might be a calm demeanor. You know, introverts also tend to keep uh, people grounded, which helps when, you know, things get chaotic. They might be really good organizers. They tend to give their full attention to even the smallest details without missing anything. They often dislike interruptions and intrusions, but really who doesn't? I mean, that just sounds like stressful no matter who you are. Yeah. And um, are always kind of thinking and reflecting before taking action. I definitely resonate with that a lot because I'm somebody who needs to collect all of my data before making a decision. I don't really just like, Ooh, I'm feeling spontaneous. Let me go. Yeah. <laughs> Let me move over here today or whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. Let me take a look at the hard facts. Let me see the statistics. Let me see the articles. Let me see the experiments um, before doing anything, whether this is, you know, my personal life or my professional life. Like before I make yeah. any kind of like business decisions, no fucking way am I going in not not knowing some information. Like I, I'm I even, need that for myself. Yeah, I'm even at the the level of if I'm going to go out to eat, I look up several different restaurants. I look through all the menus. It's to me that feels like a lot of pressure to make the right choice. <laughs> right. You know, I don't just I don't just like to waste a meal out. I'm very. Very researched, very thorough. Yeah, what's gonna what sounds the best for the taste buds ahead of time? Mm-hmm. Yes, it makes sense. Uh, do you want to read some stuff more intro, more extrovert info? Yes. So here are some signs that you are an extrovert. You admire crowds. Uh, extroverts are comfortable in groups and are happiest when given attention. When it comes to meetings and discussions on projects, they tend to freely voice out their opinions and thoughts without any reluctance. 
They love variety and adapt well. They like an ongoing process of people, tasks, and work environments, which make them adaptable to any situation. They're great networkers. They do not wait to be introduced, but rather introduce themselves and get the ball rolling in any event and function. Mm. And they get bored and impatient where work gets slow and repetitive. Yes. Yeah. Yes, this is interesting. I even remember having con- when I, you know, had my day job and stuff, having conversations with friends where I'm like, I love the fact that I could just sit, sit in the back of the room all day. Nobody really comes up to me. I do my work on my own schedule. I eat lunch. I go home. Goodbye. Yeah. And they're like, no, I need to be, I want to be moving around. I want to be putting stuff on people's desks and talking to them and all that. And like, oh, that would be, I would have to call out sick for a work uh, a week if I had to do that, <laughs> you know, every day. It'd be yeah. too much. But I, of course, went through those phases when I was younger. So I've done those jobs, but. Of course, yeah. Or not to. Yeah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And then an ambivert is a person whose personality has a balance of extrovert and introvert features. You feel comfortable in social settings, but also value your alone time. In the case of group settings, ambiverts can provide a much needed balance to the social dynamic. Signs that you might be an ambivert. You're a good listener and communicator. Ambiverts know when to speak up and when to listen. And uh, this is the best indicator. Your friends have a hard time classifying you as an introvert or an extrovert. Ah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're still having trouble identifying where you stand, answer this. This is um, from the science of people. So if you think of yourself and you think I'm drawn to people, I get energy from social gatherings and I'm fairly outgoing, chances are you're an extrovert. If you think of yourself and think it's draining to be around lots of people, I prefer peace, solitude, and quiet time. I usually crave alone time in my free time. You're likely more of an introvert. And then if you think of those things and think it depends, probably an ambivert. Yeah. So now what do you, what's the consensus of, of, of where you think you fall on this spectrum, Kels? Ambivert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I guess if somebody was like giving us a diagnostic right now, so, you know, if there was an expert giving us some kind of test, I would probably come back as an ambivert, but I think I really swing more towards introvert. Yeah. Well, I, before COVID, I thought I was much more of an introvert, but I just think it's about balance probably for everybody, but I felt that strongly where when the quarantine was so intense and um, I was suddenly living alone for the first time in eight years and didn't have my job and my job is such a social thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was like, oh, I need people way more than I thought. Like I'm not as big of an introvert as I thought because this is really hard for me to go more than, I don't know, a day or two without having some sort of human interaction. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And it makes sense. You know, I think, um, 
I, you know, I've, I've kind of talked about on the show before where I feel like, um, whether I'm making a new friend or something or just conversations with friends or just the expectations of how often you might connect with a friend, how that can be so different where it's like, I'll talk to, you know, somebody once or twice a year and it's like, no big deal. It feels like, you know, we yeah. catch up. We talked recently um, where I know some of my friends I communicate with more and it all just kind of depends on like what everybody's expectation is of friendship or how often you think you should be communicating. And I think yeah. that's all stuff that is super valuable to like talk about up front. Um, you know, yeah. there's been situations where like a new friend has like you know, I I've met somebody new and I, they want to be my friend and I also want to be their friend. And we have completely different expectations of how often we should be talking or seeing each other. Yes. Um, where I'm like, listen, I, you know, friend, I, if I see you every couple months, you know, or something, you're still a close friend to me. You know, if I, yeah. talk, to you, if I talk to you twice a year, like you're still very close to me. Um, and if, even if I'm not talking to you every day, I like, I'm really thinking about you and all that, um, where, you know, somebody who might not know that's how I feel could get really maybe upset or offended that I'm not like trying to text them all the time or see them once a week and all of that. Right. And so I think it's all, all of this is just about communicating communication with people, whether it's friends, you know, your romantic partner, coworkers, whatever, like, Hey, I'm just, yeah, I'm just a little bit of an introvert. I'm just nothing personal, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And, uh, I think those conversations are important and I don't think we have them enough. I think we make assumptions about people's behaviors and how that must, you know, uh, reflect on us somehow. And it's really just a personal preference. Totally. Yeah. Well, good, good uh, topic pick, Del. I liked it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know much about it. I didn't either. Yeah, I like, really for, feel that the ambivert thing totally new concept to me, and that it feels like it fits. I'm like I've heard these words thrown around for my entire life. Never thought to give it a goog. You know, like <laughs> give it a goog, <laughs> babe. Give it a goog. <laughs> Um, we have an iTunes review of the episode. This was submitted by Andrea Shauna. She says, I couldn't have found this podcast at a better time. I'm only about halfway through the podcast, but I loved it from the first episode I listened to. I found it because I fell in love with Taylor's stand-up special and searched to see if she had a podcast and it has made such a huge difference in my life. On top of all the challenges 2020 has brought everyone, I've dealt with my mom's cancer coming back. I'm so sorry. Um, my parents splitting up. My school, I moved across the country for closing forever and the end of a five-year relationship right before we were going to buy a house and get married. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Um, And this podcast has been such a healing experience for me, and I can't stop recommending it to people. I don't even use Apple Music, but I got on here just so I could leave a review. Oh, my God. That is so thoughtful, and I'm so sorry. Good Lord. That was all in one year? Jesus. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it. I am so sorry. We're... We are sending you a hug through yes through your speakers virtual the hug virtual hug my god I, well I I'm still you know when I read stuff like this I'm still like uh, so grateful that anything that we have said or you know done for on on the podcast has helped somebody in any way feel a bit better during a tough time you know yeah that is the that is really the core reason we do this. I mean, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I, I hope things get better for you, Andrea. And thank you for taking the time to leave uh, such a sweet review. That's really, really kind. Oh boy. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. So segments. Yes. Let's hear it. I have just um, a recommendation. I talked about Promising Young Women, great movie, a couple episodes ago. And I also wanted to recommend the Britney Spears documentary that is going viral. Everybody's been talking about it. It's on Hulu. It's part of um, a series with the New York Times. And it is just so eye-opening. And I think if you're somebody who's around my age, if you came up with Britney Spears being this huge music idol of yours, loving her music, um, and then obviously seeing in more recent years stuff happening with her that just feels very off and like very confusing, the it really does a deep dive into the conservatorship that she's under with her dad and mm. the legal process of her trying to get out of that. And it's just, man, it's so wild to see because it kind of takes you back to her childhood. And it's like, remember, like, this is where she came from. She came from this tiny town and just seeing like so wholesome, so sweet. And the way that the world kind of tore into her life, the way that paparazzi followed her all the time. It's just, there's like, I, I don't think a human can go through that and not snap. I right. don't think that like nature versus nurture. I think 100% like non-nurture, like obviously not. I'm just saying um, nurture sounds like the wrong word here because it wasn't nurturing, but I'm saying her environment, mm-hmm. I think did this and it's just awful. And anyway, it's a very fascinating documentary and I highly recommend. Where do you, where can you watch it? Hulu. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. It's a little, it's like an hour and 15 minutes or something like that. Oh, wow. Interesting. Um, I guess I, are you done with your segment skills? Yes. Yes. I didn't even ask. Okay. Yes. I'm done. I, um, yeah. Go watch. Thanks for the wreck. Um, I have a good, good shit. I just want to give my grandparents a shout out. Oh, <laughs> they okay. do not listen to the show. They don't know. They, they don't know what a podcast is. I try to explain it like it's a radio show on the computer, but they don't really have a computer anyway. <laughs> I, I did a little drive-by social distance visit with them recently, and I didn't realize that they're celebrating their 65th wedding anniversary <laughs> in the next like few weeks. And so wow. I just, that just, oh my gosh, what, what a number, what, that is staggering. what a time to, yeah. I mean, that's, they're, they're, they're both, uh, well, my grandpa's in his nineties and, and my grandmother's almost, almost there too. But, um, I, I immediately asked because I told them about our elopement and stuff coming up. And I just mm-hmm. asked like, what, how did this, <laughs> what's the secret to this longevity? Yeah. And my grandpa said, uh, his advice was just go for it and hang in there. <laughs> that was my grandpa's advice. Cute. And then my grandma's advice was, um, uh, when he starts nagging, just tell him to shut the hell up. <laughs> that was her. And they didn't say it that way. They have uh, they have an Australian and Irish accent, so they said it in Cute. a much more precious way. But it sounds like, sassy, yeah. and I like it. Yeah, very sassy. Anyway, so that's my good shit. Happy sixty fifth. <laughs> Happy sixty <laughs> fifth. Wow, <laughs> crazy. Um, I wanted to also plug a couple things. So. Comedy clubs are starting to open back up, um, most of them at 
limited capacity. And it's just, it's very exciting to be able to go back on the road a bit and, and get back out there. So for our helpsters who are in Philly, I'm going to be at the Helium in Philly at the end of March. And then I will also be headlining Tacoma Comedy Club and Spokane Comedy Club uh, in April. And if you go to KelseyCook.com, you can get your tickets there. The shows, I'm also, I, I, by the time this comes out, this will have already passed, but um, also headlining Spokane Comedy Club for Valentine's Day and the show already sold out. And so they added a second show. So if you are in those cities, if you're in Philly, Spokane, Tacoma, get tickets fast, like get them when you can, because since they are limited seating, there are not as many available per show. Um, so jump on that. And I'm, I'm so excited because my, uh, my virtual makeup workshop keeps selling out. And so now I'm doing it every other week. And if you would like to be on the list for that, you can DM me on Instagram at Kelsey cook comedy, and I will put you on the list. Yay. Amazing. And then I just want to plug, um, one of my wonderful clients who just completed my coaching program, shout out to Carrie Kiefer. And she is a massage therapist, uh, in Paso Robles, California area, but she also sells these incredible natural products. She makes like magnesium wands for headaches and stuff that like make your headaches go away. She does bath teas and bombs and everything. So I just wanted to give her a shout out that if you happen to be in that area, you have access to her products and stuff and you can find her at kerrykiefermassage.org that's k-e-r-i-k-e-e-f-e-r massage.org and all kinds of information also if you want to book a massage therapist you can get a massage from her and then get some of her products and uh, she she sources everything locally I had such a blast working with her and she's incredibly knowledgeable um, and experienced in this area and she's making she's been making these products for herself for like 20 years she said and decided to turn it into a business and she's doing really well. So I'm really proud of her and uh, go check her out and send her some love. Cool. Well, um, we hope you guys are staying safe and feeling healthy and having a good day and we will talk to you next week. Talk to you soon. Love you so much. Sorry about the high accident. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We really appreciate it and would love anything you can do to help the show grow and get the word out. So if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, that helps us move up the iTunes charts. If you can tell a friend, a coworker, a family member, anybody that you think would love the podcast, you can also screenshot an episode and share it in your Instagram, in your Instagram stories, anything helps. Also, if you want more of the show, if you want bonus episodes, if you want to be able to be more interactive and help choose podcast topics, you can go to patreon.com slash self-helpless and join there. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Cook Comedy, on Twitter at Kelsey Cook. You can go to my website, KelseyCook.com, which has links to my online makeup course. You can listen to my album, Savor It, on Spotify and iTunes, and you can watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Risks of Fury. How about you guys? Where can people find you? You can follow me at Taylor Tomlinson on Instagram and Twitter. My website is ttomcomedy.com. And you can watch my one hour special streaming on Netflix right now called Quarter Life Crisis.
Awesome. And you can find me at DelaneyFisher.com. That's where you'll find information about my one-to-one consulting and my online courses. So basically, if you're a business owner, podcaster, or comedian, uh, and you're looking to either start those things or grow those things, you can reach out to me for more information. I also have an email list at DelaneyFisher.com where I share my favorite tools, tips, treats, and free shit. And then we just want to say a big special thank you to our wonderful editor, Emma Erdbrink, and our fantastic associate producer, Humaira Nuwaz. And you can find everything that we all just mentioned at selfhelplesspodcast.com.